for spring I was very. I knew it was cold before I got out of bed because I could hear this. Maybe I need new windows. Well, you know, blustery winds are what spring is about. That's yes, it's very just as true. long as they don't blow the kids away before they get on the school bus. You're okay. <laughs> I suddenly it was. Um, but enough about that. Let's talk about this. You are not just the executive director today, but you are the originator of the beautiful home and garden show. I am. So, so thirty nine years ago. My goodness. I'm not uh, even that old. No, I know. Oh my gosh. Jitters in utero. Jitters <laughs> uh, so you were just sitting there one day, and you're thinking to yourself, do you know what we need? You know, it's we like Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney. Let's put on a show. Let's do it. So talk to us a little bit about how this idea sort of came to you, and, and then how you just said, you know what, I'm doing it. Well, it's actually a great story. I discovered that there was such a thing in Cleveland, and went to it, and walked around this thing and said, why doesn't Pittsburgh have this? And, and, and came back. And at the time, um, Pete Flaherty was mayor. And, uh, and the, the whole idea of building a convention center had been kicking around for years, but we had never built one. Pittsburgh did not have one. That's right. So folks that are not, maybe not of a certain age, we did, this was pre-convention center. This is this pre-convention was before, center. That was just... And, um, and so we had some conversations, and one thing led to another, and, and we ended up on the strength of the Home and Garden Show would sign a long-term lease for using the building. They went and floated bonds, and the bonds floated successfully. And so I actually signed the first lease for the building uh, during the groundbreaking for the original convention center. And, uh, and then we started doing a Home and Garden Show, but it was one of those things, well, why does Cleveland have this thing and Pittsburgh doesn't? And the answer was we didn't have a building big enough to do it in mm -hmm. because there's no small way to do the Home and Garden Show. Yeah. Uh, so basically you built the convention center. Right? Uh, well, <laughs> in, in truth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although although taxpayers paid for yes, it. So that yes, was yes. very generous of them. But thanks, guys. But we've gotten uh, a lot of use out of uh, first that old building, which we mm -hmm. used for 20 years, mm -hmm. and then our new building, which I know it's hard to believe. We keep calling it the new convention center. It's very typically Pittsburgh. Um, this is our 19th year in the new convention, <laughs> the new center. convention center. So it's going to be new until it's about 60 years old. I yeah, think. yeah. The two more years, your new convention center can drink legally. So. Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> so, so what? You know, what, what did you have like a history of like the the home and you know garden? What, well, what was I, your background that brought my you? My family had been in the floral business here in Pittsburgh, downtown and in Green Tree, mm -hmm. and uh, and so I had grown up around plants and all of that sort of thing. Uh, but but really, it was my own interest, and and at that point, I had um, 
I had bought a house in Allegheny West on the north side and was restoring the house and got active in neighborhood advocacy and preservation and all of that. So I was into houses and I was into gardens and plants and all of that mm -hmm. uh, and became aware of this event in Cleveland that sounded like something I'd love to go to. And yet Pittsburgh just didn't mm -hmm. have it. And, uh, and the minute that we created it, the 1982 show was the first show. And, uh, and it was a huge hit mm -hmm. because, like me, there were lots of people who were into their homes, into gardening, into plants, uh, and, and just wanted to go and see what there was that was new. So, and the first uh, Home and Garden show, the first Pittsburgh Home and Garden show, had 133 exhibitors. <laughs> and, was a, and we thought that was great. That's, uh, that probably sounded <laughs> massive at the time. You were probably like, how in the heck are we going to do this? How many do we have this year for the 2020? This year we have over 1,900. 1,900. It's almost 2,000. And, um, and, and, you know, it's hard to imagine, and thank goodness we built a great convention center. Mm -hmm. You know, Pittsburgh every once in a while does something really right. <laughs> P uh, PNC Park, great example. Mm -hmm. Our convention center, same thing. In the world of convention centers, our convention center is to others around America what PNC Park is to other baseball parks around wow, America. So maybe it's that big a deal. That. Yeah, and, we, and it's well known. Covet our convention center. It's well known. It's okay. a great building, and we're very fortunate we got it right. Um, but in, in doing that, when you fill a building that size, it is 10 acres of exhibits. Okay. Um, well, when you, you were talking earlier about wearing your comfortable shoes. Yes. That's, my two biggest tips are give yourself plenty of time mm -hmm. and wear comfortable shoes. Oh, yeah, because I wasn't joking about the shoe thing. You definitely want to be dressed for I, comfort on a, on a home and garden show day. At walking around the show, I will see a woman who's wearing heels, and I immediately know it's her first time at the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does it twice. Well, you know, that could be a business opportunity, though, for an enterprise in Pittsburgh shoe uh, store if you want to set up go. a booth and sell comfortable shoes. For Swap people. them out. Yeah. We'll give you a little beautiful bag to carry your shoes yeah, exactly. around in. First timer, come and see me. We um, know who you are. Yeah, exactly. So Pittsburgh Shoe Companies, call John. Um, but no, you're totally right. It is vast. It is 10 acres, which is huge. Um, what? How, how has it grown throughout the years, not just in volume, but in the types of vendors that you had in 82 versus some of the types of vendors you have now? Well, not even just in 82. Obviously, across almost 40 years, there have been enormous changes. Um, but the biggest changes have actually been just in the last five or six years. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting twist. You know, until five or six years ago, Pittsburgh was primarily a housing market where people lived in homes, mm -hmm. had small yards, did some gardening, all of that sort of thing. In the last five years, our apartment population has exploded. We have so many people now who are living in condos, living in apartments, or living in townhouses mm -hmm. where they really don't have a big yard, they don't have a big lawn that they have to mow and all of that, or lots of people who have moved in from the suburbs, gotten rid of the four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath with an acre and a half of grass, and they're now living in a beautiful loft maybe in the Strip mm -hmm. or in Lawrenceville or in the South Side. Um, what has really changed rapidly, the most rapid change in the history of the show, in fact, is in the last five or six years, we have a tremendous audience coming to the show who are looking for furniture. They're looking for indoor plants. Mm -hmm. They're not landscaping. They've got a window where they've got a whole pile of plants. Um, and, and they're also looking for things that are kitchen-related. They're foodies in a big way. Yeah, uh, in yes, fact, I'd say the foodie boobs probably been driving a lot of new exhibitors. Well, and just last year, in response to all of this, we've, we've added an enormous amount of furnishings, accessories. We've added art. We've added all kinds of food-related, uh, including Farm to Table, which mm -hmm. is an entire section of the show dedicated to local food purveyors and farmers, people who grow and provide food fresh all year mm -hmm. long. Um, all of that is really in response to the way that Pittsburgh has changed mm -hmm. just in the last decade. And 
it's accelerating. Uh, I, I think this past year there were over 4,000 new apartment units under construction just here in the city of Pittsburgh alone. Yeah, I mean, you could drive around, you can't really escape it. You see them going oh, up everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, so inside is the new outside, right? So it's, well, <laughs> and, and and another part of it, of course, is that people who are in their twenties and thirties and forties are very focused on quality in their home. Mm-hmm. They're very focused on lifestyle. They want to be able to entertain. They want a home that they're proud to have people come over and sit down and have something to eat and drink and talk and do whatever they want. Um, it's it's fascinating the change demographically in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and it's very exciting. You know, you, you want you want a city where all of what's happening is going to be progressing for the next decades. And that's what we have. These are young people who have settled into Pittsburgh. They're going to grow old here. They're going to raise families here. They're finding friends and social situations. It's what's feeding and driving the entire music scene, I think, here in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. You know, it's growing and expanding so rapidly that, all, that, that some of us are thinking, is this the same place it was two years ago? You know, and I hadn't really thought about it until you said it like that. I mean, you really have had a crow's nest view oh, yeah. from, you know, d- just to see all the, the micro changes happening and how it sort of spreads out over the whole city. And well, I do want to mention show that- is a great barometer for that. It, it, in fact, you can literally just stand in one place and look at who's walking around and you see what's happening across the whole region. Do you call the city or you're like, if y'all want to know what's going on, come out, hang out. Oh, they know that. <laughs> know that. Oh, they no, really, they do they know. know that. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I do want to remind everybody we are live on Facebook. So if you have questions for John about the Harmon Home and Garden Show, please drop them in the comments. Either myself or Jake will get to you, Jake, our producer back there. And we're also giving away some VIP tickets Ooh. to the Home and Garden Show Hot ticket, hot ticket. You know to wear your comfy shoes. Um, if you drop a question in, maybe I'll pick a winner live right here during the show. If not, make sure you're paying attention on all of our socials, Pittsburgh Current, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're going to be giving these away up until the show. So make sure you guys are paying attention to that. But yeah, uh, ask John anything. Um, he's literally the expert <laughs> on this entire I hope event. So. Yeah, I would we'll hope find so out. Too. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, so, you know, I do want to spend a minute talking about how how else it's grown right so now Mm. it's not just a place where you would go to find items or to find a you know landscape product there's it's it's becoming like a cultural destination and talk about the evolution of that a little bit it it very much is in fact what we frequently hear is that people liken us to the arts festival and and we do have a lot of artists who are showing their work selling their work but people liken us to the arts festival as a cultural activity that you really go to see and bump into people that you haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And and that that occurrence is so constant that there are people who do meetups regularly who just know that we're going, we just have to figure out what night is going to be girls' night. And 30 <laughs> people show up and they make plans for dinner and they do all of this stuff. Uh, but but that is, it is a social activity mm-hmm. it, and it is entertainment as well. Uh, we find really the average person coming to the Home and Garden Show is looking for some things, but they're also expecting that they're going to run into people, they're going to be talking about other things, they're going to sit down and have something to eat. And and the show is different from anything else in the market in that regard, in that we build restaurants in the show mm-hmm. that are good food. It's not just hot dogs and hamburgers at a concession stand. Yeah. And we theme them and we provide entertainment with them. Uh, we really do make it a destination, and it, and it is a destination, and people treat it that way. Oh, and I also feel, just reading through and talking to you, you're thoughtfully curating these things. You're not just slapping things together, saying here, 
you know, so let's talk about the beer garden because, of course, I noticed when I got the press materials, I got a chuckle. There was the beer garden and then right underneath that children's area because there is a correlation. Oh, there's absolutely a correlation. <laughs> it just depends on whether or not you're over or under 21. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's you, the same you need place. somewhere to go, right? Exactly. There's just root beer. It's a children's one. Um, talk to us about the beer that you're going to be serving well, at the beer garden. We, I thought this was so we, cool. We really, uh, the beer garden has become one of our best new features. And again, it's a new feature that's responding to what's going on mm -hmm. Here in Pittsburgh, um, but the beer garden. Uh, when we decided we were going to do it, we said, "Well, you know, if we're going to do a beer garden, everybody's brewing these microbrews these days. Let's make our own beer." So we we actually produce rooftop hops, and by the way, it's available all year long. Okay. Uh, you can you can actually get it here in Pittsburgh in some places uh, all year long. But we grow the hops on the roof of the convention center. Now, now the, the convention center, of course, is a lead platinum building. Yes, yes. And, and the sustainability is what the building was designed around. But the fact that we're actually growing the hops on the roof and serving the beer in the Home and Garden Show under that roof is awesome. We you're enjoy like it so much. You're farm to table and roof to mug. Well, we are. We are. <laughs> and and it's good beer, by the way. I I just have to say, if you if you come to the Home and Garden Show, stop at the beer garden, try rooftop hops. They'll give you a sample if you want to try it, of yeah. course. Um, you will love it. You will want to have a whole mug of it. Um, and you will want to find a place here in Western Pennsylvania that sells it. And I'm, and I'm pitching rooftop hops not because I have any interest in it. I was going to say, do you have a because, financial stake in No, I time. don't. I really don't. <laughs> um, but we think it's, well, it's brewed by Southern Tier, so it's another local brewery. Uh, but we really are excited about the the naturalness of that Ooh. you know that the show has its own beer how cool is that that is pretty cool <laughs> I, well I, you know and let's say you're not a beer person you know because i'm not a beer person no i will still try that because it's interesting so how do you feel about wine you know i mean i've been down <laughs> to drink a glass or two before breakfast large um, glass or small glass <laughs> <laughs> i mean a bottle is made of glass so yes it is I think there counts. you go um so but you were giving me a staggeringly fabulous number of 25 wineries We there. are up to 25 different wineries, all sampling their wines. And, and we're not a wine show by any means, but we are a food and wine and beer and everything else. Um, foodie is is a is a moniker that I think a lot of people, I hope, wear Ooh. very proudly. Yeah, I do. You do that in your home, right? Yes, you cook of course. in your home and, and you have wine when and you so cook And so all of these different purveyors, uh, both in farm to table and in the kitchen and cooking section of Home and Garden, show you can literally eat your way through the show sampling everything all of them are selling it right there all mm. of them are going to give you ways that you can buy it all year long as well um, but many many people discover wines that they can't believe are locally made because mm. they're that good but we have over tw we have 25 wineries this year and and I didn't even realize that. I keep saying, oh, we've got a, a dozen or more. Well, I counted, and this year we've got 25. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, so this is, this is not just to show up and check out Flower Seeds show. This is you could come hungry and get fed. You can come thirsty and get a drink. You can wear your comfortable shoes until we get a shoe seller there to buy your new shoes. Um, so what do, you, what do most people... Um, as you're talking to the people that attend over the years, what do most people come seeking? And then ultimately, what do they find? Almost everybody is coming with at least one 
thing that they want to do. And for some people, it's a repair to the house. For some people, it's a long-delayed improvement to the house. Um, for some folks, it's just a, a, a new chair to sit in and watch TV or play video games. Mm -hmm. But the, what, what everybody pretty much arrives with is some projects around the house that they're planning to do. And again, I emphasize, when we say house, we also mean apartment and condo mm -hmm. and townhouse and everything else. Mm -hmm. Because the furnishings area, you know, a, a lot of people come in and don't expect to see furniture. We've got over three acres of furniture from all over the country things that you just won't find anywhere else, even online. And you can walk around, you can actually sit down in it or sit down at it, or accessories and art and lighting and floor coverings and wall coverings, drapery, all of that, and all in one place. So you can you can walk over here and say, oh, I like this, and then you can walk over there and say, oh, but I like this one better, or try it out. Same thing with appliances. You know, every manufacturer of every appliance for the kitchen it's right there. It's powered. You can open the door, see how it works. You can you can ask them to bake some cookies for you in the oven or fry something for you on the cooktop. Everything at the show is intended to allow you to physically see the item that you're considering. And uh, you mentioned it was windy and you might yeah. need new windows. <laughs> you know, it's the place that you do your comparison shopping. Mm -hmm. And it's the, it's the obvious place to do it because every product is there. All of the competing brands, all of the comp competing contractors. And so if you're going to get a great price on something, this is the place to do it because if they're talking, if you're talking to them, they know you're going to walk around the corner and talk to their competitor. Mm -hmm. They have to sharpen the pencil, give you a price right yeah. away. They want to they sign the business while of you're standing course, there. Yeah. Of course. It's, it's just a really great way to shop, and it's a lot of fun. And on top of all of that, you're going to spend the day there and say, oh, my God, I've been here for five hours, <laughs> and, like and, I, Vegas, and I've only seen half of the show, <laughs> which I should mention. Three years ago, we introduced something new. We only announced it two years ago. We actually did it for a year and didn't tell anybody. Um, and we're continuing it indefinitely. You, Whatever day you come to the show, the show's 10 days, mm -hmm. March 6th through the 15th. Yep. Whichever day you come, you buy your ticket one time, and before you leave the show that day, stop and get your free return ticket, and you can return any other day of the show free without buying a ticket. And you could do that every day for 10 days if you oh, wanted to. That's fantastic. So the idea is you pay only one time, but you can come back every single as day if you, you want. As much you need to. You just pick up your re-entry ticket before you leave the building. Heck, it's worth it to do that just to go get lunch and a beer. If, as a matter of fact, <laughs> oh, Why not? We've, as I said, this will be our third year doing it. And we literally have people who come every single day for 10 days. They make sure they get there on opening day. They, they buy their ticket one time, and they just keep reusing their re-entry ticket and picking up a fresh one every day. Wow. So, hey, you guys heard that here, right? It's Take a, it's advantage a really of that. That's fantastic. Buy your ticket once, stop, get your return, continue ad nauseum till the end of the show. Um, what about people that might be intrigued by tiny living? I hear you're going to uh, have a little, little cabin in the woods action So, happening. believe it or not, there are people who are having a contest with the rest of the world <laughs> to see what small amount of space they can have a, a great home living in. And, uh, and we're very aware of that, and we're very aware that there's a lot of curiosity about this. Whether you intend to do it or not, there's certainly a lot of curiosity about it. And so we actually have two houses at the show this year that are fully built. You'll actually be able to walk into them, enjoy looking around in them. Um, one of them, the larger of the two, is about 750 square feet. And that is what we're calling our cabin in the woods. Now, if you're picturing a log, log cabin, an Abe Lincoln outside chopping wood, you're wrong. <laughs> this is a contemporary cabin in the woods. It's a beautiful place. 
and the interior it has, interior of it has been furnished by the American Society of Interior Designers, Western Pennsylvania chapter. So the professional interior designers in our area have taken it upon themselves to see how locks they can make the interior of Cabin in the Woods. So Cabin in the Woods, rustic, out in the woods, walk inside, and you are in a contemporary luxe residence. And the best of everything, very high level of finish, beautiful. Um, and, and the whole idea is if you wanted to get away for a few days, this would definitely be the way to do it. And then in addition to that, we have our Lakeside Cottage, which is taking Tiny Home even smaller. Lakeside Cottage is just about 300 square feet. And this is something that along a riverbank, along a lake, out in the woods again, someplace to just get away for the weekend or something like that. Basically, you lock it up and, and it's sealed. You unlock it when you arrive and you've got a place to be out there without having to pitch a tent. That's so, what, Yeah, because that's... And both of these, you walk through, you enjoy them, you can take pictures, get great ideas from them. Lots to see there. When speaking of small, it looks like uh, for the first time you're going to have the Pittsburgh Bonsai Society there. So <laughs> lovers of <laughs> Now there's trees a transition there. to small. <laughs> talk about tiny home. I know. Talk about tiny house. What kind of a tree do you put in a tiny home, John? How about trees <laughs> that are 70 or 80 years old that are only a foot tall? Yeah. And they, and it's they like actually... The, it's like the baby Yodas of trees. Well, they are like... <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it is. The baby Yodas of trees. I just thought of that. You did. I'm going to steal that. That's <laughs> you great. Okay, you can I can. Can. But, but these are real trees. They're live. They're growing. They're in shallow containers. And, and it's done by continually pruning the roots and pruning the top of the tree. But they go through the seasons. So a deciduous tree, like an apple tree, mm-hmm. right now, this time of year, doesn't have any leaves, but it will just start budding. And then the leaves will come out, and then it will get apples on this little tree, but it doesn't get a hundred tiny little marble-sized apples. By, again, the continuous <laughs> pruning, you will see this tiny tree with one real normal-sized apple on it. That is crazy. And you have to brace it up from underneath. But the Pittsburgh Bonsai Society is making their debut at the show. Yeah, I, oh. And this is going to be an annual. And this is also tied in, by the way, to the changes here in Pittsburgh. Because if you're in an apartment or in your, in a condo or in a townhouse, you don't have a lot of outdoor space to do any gardening, but you want to exercise your green thumb. Mm-hmm. And bonsai couldn't be more perfect. They're beautiful. You do have to maintain them. You do have to take care of them. You do need some natural light, of course, so a window or something like that. Um, but this is something that has been a tradition in China for more than 3,000 years. Wow. And, and this ancient art of bonsai, we will have dozens of these live trees on exhibit that have been created and nurtured by people here in Western Pennsylvania. The Bonsai Society is doing a presentation area where they'll be demonstrating how they do the pruning and the trimming and all of that. And they'll be encouraging people to get interested in that hobby. Wow. So if you've ever had a hankering to maybe do some bonsai work, definitely stop down. Yeah. Um, now, what about for the um, the people that wonder if Grandma's trunk in the attic's worth any money? I think... Uh, fans of Antique Roadshow. My mother watches it religiously. What, what about for, what, what kind of thing well, might they have to, to, you, to offer at you the know, Roadshow? I think everybody, somewhere in a drawer, <laughs> has something that occasionally they, they bump into it. They're digging for something. Oh, there's that thing again. Or in a cabinet or at the back of a closet or in the garage. <clears throat> and you've been saying to yourself, you know, this thing might be worth something. Well, Dr. Laurie, and the minute that I say that name, everybody goes, no, not Dr. Laurie. Not that Dr. Laurie, the other well, Dr. Laurie. Dr. Laurie <laughs> is well known from television because she's the, she's the expert appraiser on, on a program called Auction Kings. Mm-hmm. But most people know her from an even stranger program called the Treasure of Oak Island, 
Which, oh, God, which no, was, my mother watched that. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so doc, I love you, Bob. <laughs> Dr. Laurie is the expert appraiser from the treasure of Oak Island. Oh, I see. And, well, Bonnie's going to want to go just for that. I'll have to take that There you there. go. There you go. And and treasure of Oak Island, of course, what Dr. Laurie was doing was evaluating these things that they were finding as they dug around. But what she really is, she is an expert appraiser of everything. And you bring your object, and everybody can bring one free object in. Dr. Laurie does multiple shows each day of the show. And what you do is bring it in, and she tells you what it is and what it's worth. Uh, she has no financial interest in it. She's not going to buy it from you. She's not going to try. Mm -hmm. But it's a way of finding out what do I have. And some people bring jewelry, and some people bring paintings. Some people, and of course, you can bring photographs of things, too. So if it's a piece of furniture or something that's too big or too fragile yeah. to bring in, just take some good photos on your phone if you want. Bring them on in. But the best part of it is Dr. Laurie is literally, in my opinion, the best appraiser in the country, certainly the most famous. But she also is funny. And so watching Dr. Laurie's program when she's telling people what they have is hilarious. She's wonderful in that regard as well. So if you're wondering if you have some buried treasure in your house, bring it down to see Dr. Lori. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything you can't do <laughs> get at the home and garden show? I mean, it sounds like you guys have dotted every I across every well, T. And, you know, is, is there? What, do you have room to build next year? Uh, we, we always find room. As I said, we have a great convention center. We always find ways of expanding the show. We always add new to the show. And a lot of people don't realize we literally turn over one-fifth of the show every year. There are old favorites that everybody wants to find there, but we literally turn over 20% of the entire show every year, and 20% of this show is two acres of exhibits. So, so if you think you've seen it all, you've you, not seen it all. You may have seen 80% of it, but, the, <laughs> but, but importantly, what we're always trying to do is whatever the latest, whatever the newest is, obviously technology, and for people coming to the show having some idea of what you're looking for is one thing and everybody does but the minute that you get there and you start walking around you say oh my i've never seen that what is that or look at that look what that thing's doing and and there is so much new in every category the show because it's so large we, we divide into four big product areas um, and people can make a beeline to make sure that if you have some specific projects, before you just go walk around, you can go and make sure you take care of those things first. We have our construction and remodeling area, which is three acres of exhibits that are all the house itself. So whether you wanna build a new house or remodel or do an addition, windows, insulation, heating and air conditioning, roofing, whatever you need done on the house itself, that's in construction and remodeling. And then we have the garden pavilion, which is two acres of exhibits that are just outside. So this is landscaping and patios. This is patio furniture, swimming pools, spas, yard barns, power equipment like lawnmowers or garden tractors. Anything that goes on the outside of the house, decks and such, all of that is in the garden pavilion. And then there's the kitchen and cooking area, another two acres of exhibits that are cabinetry and appliances and countertops and then food in the kitchen and cooking area, which is wineries and food sampling and spices and everything under the sun that you would bet. And you can sample all of that, buy all of it right there. And then finally, the fourth category area is home interiors, another three acres of furniture and lighting and art and accessories, 
everything that you need on the inside of the house. And when you go through all of these areas, everywhere you go, you're going to see things you've never seen before. You're going to meet people who are the experts about those things. And when you say to them, here's my problem, they're going to say, okay, well, here's what we can do. And many of them will say, you really don't want to be talking to me. You want to be talking to the guy around the corner, which is great. And we encourage all of the exhibitors at the show to do that. And they actually do. So when you have something that you really need to get resolved at home, the Home and Garden Show is where you get that taken care of. And you know that you're going to get expert advice. You know that you're going to get quality products. And you also know that you're going to get the best price because all of their competitors are right around the corner from them. I'm exhausted just listening to you talk Me about too. all that. My God. I know where I'll be camped out. It's the, it's the kitchen section where all the food and the wine is going to be. Um, so if you guys need more information, I mean, we could probably honestly sit here and talk for the rest of the day, about 10 acres of goodness. <laughs> but we both have to get on to the rest of our days. Uh, if you want more information, go to pghhome.com is mm -hmm. a website. The show is going March 6th through the 15th. Two major holidays are happening during that time, International Women's Day, which we were talking about because we have our event. Home and Garden Show honors their female exhibitors by spending the day telling stories on social media about, you know, it used to just be a boy's all boys world. There are so many women now doing really super amazing, dynamic, creative things in the home and garden industry. Absolutely. And they're going to be telling those stories on International Women's Day. It's also St. Patrick's Day Parade. So drink a few green beers. Wallets will probably be opening up that, day, that afternoon. It'll probably Stumble be your over to the day. convention Stumble center after over. the parade. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then try one of their rooftop hops beers. Um, but so, John, thank you so much for coming in. You're very welcome. I, I, I love the Home and Garden Show. I know all of my friends do, too. So um, hopefully you guys learned a little bit more about it today and all the great things John's doing. This is a literal Pittsburgh institution. You know what? I would be remiss if I did not mention music. Oh, that's right. We Especially we, here. We spent so much time of talking about it. all the things to forget to mention you, here. I think because we talked about it so much before we went on, we I did. thought we had already talked about we it, did. which we did, but you haven't heard this yet. Talk, talk to well, me about the music. There, there are two different categories of music at the show. As I mentioned earlier, we have restaurants that we actually build inside the show. At our Crawford Grill, which is, of course, named for the famed Hill District Bar and, uh, and entertainment venue. At Crawford Grill, we have live jazz every day of the show. And it's the Kappa Jazz Band. It's the Kappa School, which is right next to the convention In my center. alma mater. Go Kappa. And, and those folks are amazing. In fact, you will sit down and you will say, I can't believe that these are students performing. And we've been doing this. This will be our 12th year with the Kappa Jazz Band at the show every single day of the show. Come in. The Crawford Grill uh, menu is all New Orleans think jazz mm -hmm. so there's a whole new orleans menu there's a full bar offering as well as food and you can sit there and enjoy live performance from the, from the kappa jazz band and then in our farm to table area think hillbilly and okay. we've got a we've got an entertainment stage there where on friday and saturday nights both fridays and both saturdays you can enjoy live music on the farm to table stage uh, we have the macklin family performing there on fridays and we have casual hobos performing there on Saturdays. Now, is that a band or is that just like a group of those, people? Those are both invited? bands. And if you were a hillbilly, you'd know who they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both great. They're really entertaining. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. So literally, you could, there's no reason to leave once you're there for the day, folks. You could stay there for great jazz, great hillbilly music, great food. Um, so check out, again, pghome.com for more information for the schedule. Um, I'm assuming there's the, 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 the floor plan so you could route how you're going to go. Yep. Um, you know, John's obviously fantastic, and, and like I said, this is a huge Pittsburgh institution. Um, you've grown it. 
literally, like from a little seed. There are so many metaphors seed. here. So, there are. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a bonsai tree at all. It's not a bonsai tree. <laughs> it's a very, tree. very large it's not, tree. You don't prune it. But you, you're, it's controlled growth. It's controlled it growth. It certainly is. Yeah. And it's everything and the kitchen sink. So, it is. Um, there's really something for everybody guys make sure you check it out support this wonderful event john thank you again for coming down and for bringing pleasure. all this together and highlighting so many great thing parts of pittsburgh beyond just thank you uh, our thriving home and garden industry yeah uh, so make sure you guys check it out i'm gonna let you go don't get blown away today hopefully warmer weather is coming and we will be back next week see you guys